And welcome to the Clergy Next Door podcast. I'm Rabbi Evan Ravsky of Synagogue Emmanuel in Charleston, South Carolina. Pastor Eric Childers, St. Matthew's Lutheran Church, Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, this week, um, uh, we know that at the end of the last podcast uh, episode, we had said we would be looking at prayer and blessing and worship this week. Uh, if you didn't know, at the end of every podcast after the St. Matthew's bells are sounded, we give a little preview for what the next week will bring. We had said that we'd be doing worship and blessing and prayer, um, but that was recorded and published uh, before uh, major events in the world occurred. Uh, and so uh, this week, we're actually moving away from what we had promised we'd be speaking about, uh, and instead feel that we have to continue the conversation about everything that's been happening in Israel uh, over the last 90-some-odd hours. Rabbi, on Saturday, as I watched um, in the early morning this unfold, I couldn't help but think of of you and your family. Um, I left later and um, I came back and I caught you coming back. You were walking back from uh, services and, and I, it, it stayed with me all day that you said, I know something's happening, but because it's the Sabbath, um, I can't watch the news right now. And I can't, I can't, I don't have access to the news. Um, and I wanted to sit down and for us to talk about it then. I had left. I was not around. And I thought about you all day okay. and how the questions. And I think the questions that you have in a different way are the questions that so many of us around the world are having right now, trying to make sense of something that seems so senseless. Yeah. Um I wish I could say that I had some of the answers, but I think, like you said, the world is reeling. Um, different communities, particularly the Israeli and the Jewish communities, are, are reeling and trying to make sense of it. Um, just and, a, and as we get the details, it makes it even worse, even Rabbi. Worse. It even makes worse. it even worse to hear right. some of the atrocities, the war crimes, the the unspeakable acts that are happening. Thank you. Uh it's good to hear you say those words, right? Atrocities, war crimes. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the importance of of people saying those words in particular um, and identifying what happened um, as as such, um, and not trying to justify them or or play partisan games of whose fault it is or who deserved it, who didn't deserve it, but to name it for what it actually is, um, which are barbaric acts. Um, so just a, a few things to give us a little bit of context. Uh, first is to know about when we are actually recording this uh, this episode of the podcast, because we know that between recording it and publishing it, that the world can change again, that there'll obviously be many developments uh, in the situation between now and uh, and when uh this actually goes live, and five everyone days. and everyone's right. And everyone's five days. Yep. It's essentially five days. So we just heard President Biden address the nation for the first time. Um, it is Tuesday, October tenth, when we're recording this. Um, hopefully, we won't have to do any updates uh, to this, but it can actually stand. This conversation can stand uh, until until next week. But the the uh, moment that Pastor Eric is is talking about um, 
is for those who don't know that observant Jews uh, don't use uh, technology or electricity um, or fire or other things on the Sabbath, which is uh, Friday from sundown to uh, Saturday evening, about an hour after sundown. Uh, in particular, this past week, um, was not just the Sabbath for us, but it was also a holiday. And in America, it was a two-day holiday. So our our media blackout, right, the time of when my family wasn't using electricity or turning on the television, lasted from Friday night through an hour after sundown on Sunday night. Um, and the attacks in Israel occurred, you know, in the pre-dawn hours, Saturday morning Israel time, uh, which was about the middle of the night for us here in, in America. And so, uh, you know, we walked to synagogue. And uh, when we walked in, right, immediately my congregants started huddling around me saying, did you hear what happened in Israel? Um you know, are you going to be speaking about it, right? Are you going to be addressing it? What are we doing? You know, all and these questions. First thing I've heard okay. of, right? Oh, wow. So I, so I'm already playing catch up, and I can't. I don't have my phone on me. I, you know, won't won't do any of that. Um, and so just trying to put the pieces together, get pieces of information from people who do have news and and know more about the situation. Um, and, uh, you know, even Saturday morning here, it was completely uncertain, right? The Hamas was still marching through Israel unchecked. Uh, the, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, had just started to, uh, to muster and to respond uh, when we were arriving at synagogue. And so it was sort of trying to put it all together. And then on top of it, it was trying to get information throughout the day um, from different ways to figure out what was going on. And so... Um, Saturday and Sunday were extremely fearful days, um, you know, because we didn't know what was happening. There wasn't that, uh, you know, 24-hour news cycle that was pinging on my phone. You know, often I love Shabbat and the Sabbath because I get to put my phone down and, and the, you know, the emails and the news gets to stop. And that's a beautiful rest from the week. But in moments like this, it makes it really, really hard because you don't have the information. The truth is there was not that much information to be had because things were moving so fast that no one had any information. Um, but uh, it was, you know, it was an extremely hard day. And then helping to guide the community through it, you know, we started praying for the IDF soldiers, right, for their safety, for their success in repelling the attack. Um but uh, but yeah, it was almost a a blessing on Sunday when I could finally get back to my phone, uh, you know, first actually check in on my friends and family who are in Israel um, uh, to make sure that they were, you know, safe. Um, I can't say that they were okay, but to mm -hmm. say that they sure. were safe. Um, and then sort of start putting together what our um, response would be as a as a community as a, as a congregation and what is that response at this point is it still raw is it, it do you have you formulated any sort of response or is it still again we're still receiving news and this is an unfolding situation right um yeah you know i mean uh, the response is one of of extreme mixed emotions um you know, uh, there's still the, the there's grief right more than anything there's there's grief um 
there's grief because of the tremendous loss of, of life. Um, the numbers right now are at about uh, 900 Israeli civilians uh, who were slaughtered and murdered in their in their homes and in the streets. Uh, you know, the 100 to 150 people taken captive into Gaza as, as hostages. Um, you know, this morning we're reading about the... Uh, the stories coming out of uh, kibbutzes like Kfar Aza, um, uh, where forty babies were were killed, you know, beheaded by by um, Hamas terrorists, right? By these by these incredibly evil people, um, and so the attack is over. The threat to Israel that we felt on Saturday Sunday that is um, lessened. Uh, it's not gone, but it's lessened. Um, but the news just is, you know, it, the the atrocities are just worse every day, um, and uh, and you know, and and the fact that that what the news has started identifying as, you know, looking at the numbers is that Saturday was uh, the the most number of Jews killed in a single day since the Holocaust. Yes, I heard um, that too. You know, I I I'm the grandson of of survivors. Um, to think that I would live in a time when, uh, when I would see that uh, statistic uh, be relived is is terrifying, right? Is is absolutely terrifying that that it would be said in the same breath of you know not since the Holocaust has this many Jews been killed. Um, uh, I, it's terrifying. And you know, there's another thing I, that I'll, I'll inject this. So. As a citizen of the world, I'm watching this and feeling the all of those emotions that you're talking about. But I also confess this. This hits me differently than you because this is an attack not just on the people of Israel, but it's on all Jewish people everywhere, even you as a Jew in South Carolina. Yeah. That's – so it, it's not just the anger – the grief that you talk about, the, the, the discouraging notion that nothing can seem, this is a, it continues to happen. This cycle continues. All those emotions, I understand it. It certainly is going to hit you differently than, than others. So I'm glad that you mentioned uh, those other emotions like anger because I think I only mentioned one and uh, which was the grief which is obviously there but yes there's anger there is shock there's confusion you know israel's supposed to be one of the best intelligence gathering uh communities in the world um alongside with america israel's greatest ally you know the intelligence capability is supposed to be like nothing else and uh nothing crickets nothing, nothing. it was right. so so strange how did this happen? Right. It was right. nothing. ambushed. Nothing. Ambushed. And I and as one report I read, this may have been planned for as two years ago. Right. How is that possible? That's the question, right? That's mm. the Israel has already said they'll they'll answer that question after the fight. Um, when when this is over, that's that's the next stage. But you know, but there's all that. So there's there's those emotions, and then and then more. Um, and then and the other two that we that, that I have to say I feel now as well, and this comes, this will probably only grow in days ahead. But that's fear. Um, 
what happens in 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 Israel's I would say righteous anger. How do they respond? Israel could could settle this once and for all, but is that the best thing for the world community? What <laughs> happens when other people, when other nations respond? Um, it, it's it's um, one of the things I often um, a phrase that I pick up in our holy scriptures, our shared holy scriptures, and in the New Testament is. Um, God keeps telling us over and over, do not be afraid. I think there's a reason because we are, we have a lot to fear. And um, at this moment, I, I'm, I feel a little fear here. Um, I'm, I'm fearful too. We're probably fearful for different reasons. Yes. Um, you know, like you said, we're, we're in a little bit of, of uh, different places here. Um, I'm much more in that uh angry place you know i'm i'm anticipating israel is is amassing on the gaza border uh i'm i'm anticipating them rolling into gaza um and showing hamas what type of power israel is um you know i'm very much praying for the uh for the safety of the of the soldiers um we have a few friends that are in the tank commandos who you know i don't you can't hear anything from them. They all turn in their phones, mm-hmm. right? They're not allowed to have their phones. They're not. They're in. They're in in blackout uh, as they go into this. But almost all the tanks in Israel are on the southern border, so you know we know where where they are. Um, but you said a comment uh, last night. I stopped by to visit you last night, and you said something that um, I think listeners should hear is, I know people right now that are probably in tanks, sitting right. in tanks. That's that's powerful it's, right. it, it is. shows and that this world is smaller than um than it is vast it is and it's and it and it's scary right it is scary because i'm i'm fearful for them um right and for their well-being um but in that righteous anger that righteous vengeance um I'm going with that God, right? That God I, I of, of the Torah, right? The the vengeful God, the one who, um, you know, who says God will, you know, stand with us against our enemies and and uh, you know, flatten them and, and destroy them and root them out from the land. Um, I'm much more in that phase. I get you. Uh, you know, personally, theologically, um, than I am uh, than I am anywhere else. Um, for for better or or for worse, and I suspect but. other Jews are sharing that feeling that you have, um, and that is uh, because I don't. I wonder if this is a turning point in which Jewish people don't want to go back to the status quo. This really is, has been cyclical. Is this really finally a moment? Well, you know, um, of action, and and that's we talked when we talked last night. We talked about a call to action, and as as people of faith, how do we respond when something like this happens? And and I I hear all of those emotions, and I I, I understand them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I, I I because I'm not um, a Jew. I don't think I can feel them as deeply as you do, because again, this was an attack just. This was an attack on you, as much as it was on the people living in uh, Tel Aviv, or or it, it it was. But let's not let's also not forget that it's not you know Hamas's primary objective is not just to destroy the uh, state of Israel, right? The modern state of Israel. 
um, their objective is to kill Jews. And that's mm. where it becomes a little bit different, mm. right? It's it, Look, it's horrible that they want to destroy Israel. It'd be horrible if they said Israelis, but they tend to say we want to kill Jews, which does affect Jews worldwide because that is... Um, it's a very different statement, right? That's, yes. that's the where we can say this is more like the Nazis than it is like uh, anything else. Is that we're you know because they refuse to say the word Israel altogether, yes. so they can only refer to Jews, which is Jews worldwide. Um, but it's not just Jews, right? They are they are radical Islamists, right? Mm-hmm. They they have killed people of other faiths, right? They've yes. killed people of Christian faith. They've killed people, you know, who are Muslim in ways that they don't agree with them being uh, Muslim. Uh, you know, these are, these are fanatics, they're radicals, they are, they are evil people hell-bent on nothing more than killing anyone who um, they don't like, um, you know, who, who isn't them. And, uh, and that is um, one of the places where, you know, thankfully, right now in this moment um the world seems to be awake to that um and uh, you know with the with the statements of support for israel that have been coming out um hopefully this will create change will it change everyone's opinion it won't um you know the jewish world will always be divided because there are some people who um can't see it um right or who have you know just different opinions on how Israel should approach the uh, populations in the West Bank and and Gaza. Um, And uh, I think it's okay to have that difference of opinion. I think as an American Jew, right, on top of everything going on in Israel, we know that anti-Semitism in America has been on the rise Mm. for, for years now. But you look at things that are taking place around the country, whether it was the protests at Harvard or in Times Square in New York or or in other places where Americans, right? Americans are protesting Israel in this moment, supporting Hamas in this moment. Why do you suppose that's the case? Why do you think that's happening? If I answer that truthfully, I'll probably get myself in more trouble than uh, than anything. Um, I don't know, right? So I'll say I don't know. But all I can do is, is point to say, like, in what world do we live where Americans, no matter what their opinions are, would support a faction of people that behead babies, right? That rape women and parade them through the streets like trophies, in what world is that an American value? Right? That is what is, as an American Jew, right? That's what's the, again, back to that fear. Yes. That's what's scariest in in all of this, is that you can advocate for Palestinian rights and for a two-state solution. You can do all that without condoning what Hamas did this this past weekend. No matter what your opinions of of Israel are, you can look at this moment, and it's been said on the news. We're not really adding anything new to the conversation. That's not our goal today, but you can look at this as a as that moment of good versus versus evil, right? 
and good versus evil. And you can say, well, this side is good or that side's good or that side's evil. You want to make the argument of if Israel's the good side or the, the evil side, I'll, we'll have that conversation. But if you can't look at this moment and say that evil is gunning down people, unarmed civilians in their beds, killing babies, killing children in front of their parents before you kill their parents, who are you, right? Who are you as an American in that in that case? If those are the if that's who you're supporting, um, I I don't know. I, you know, well said, Rabbi. That I think that brings us to one of the things we talked about as we get to this moment that's so still so raw. What do we? How do we respond here as neighbors? How do we do that? What do we do? How how do we how do we support um, your community that is grieving in shock, angry, confused, fearful? And as you said, even the rise of anti-Semitism here in America, um, when these things start, to, when they happen, we often see police cars around temples, around synagogues, because, because why? But why, why does that, why does, why are those um, equated because, what do we do? Because that fear of anti-Semitism, right? The yeah. rise that that it will somehow um, inspire yeah. people to come and uh, and uh, which is pretty sick in itself. Be here, right? To to try to do damage to us. Um, you know, I was grateful to uh, Charleston law enforcement. Mm. Uh, Saturday and Sunday morning, we had extra police presence here. There was never a question about there being an increased threat to our community or any of the Jewish communities. Uh, certainly in South Carolina. Um, but the police were still on top of it. I actually got to meet our new uh, police chief, uh, Chief Walker. So that oh. was, that was, I hate to meet him under that circumstance, yes. but, but, you know, it was an honor to, to be able to meet him and talk with him for, for a few moments. Um, and we're grateful to them. And there is, again, I want to keep like repeating that there is no imminent threat that we know of yes. to, to our community here, which is a blessing yes. and, and wonderful. Um, but it's, it's just that heightened state of, of alert. And so we add that, that police presence. Um, what you said though, right? The other piece about being good neighbors is that's, that's really why we wanted to talk about Israel and the situation going on today, because that's the piece that as you and I talked about last night, um, I think that's the piece that we, that you and I and our congregations can add to this conversation because we, you and I don't have any breaking news about what's going on mm. in, in uh, this situation. And it's going to change. It's going to change. Certainly before next week. And people who are much smarter than the two of Absolutely. us, who are much more involved than the two of us in this, um, will probably say everything, have said everything we've said, yes. um, you know, and, but, but the piece that we can add, right, the, the, in, in Hebrew, the, the word is the, the chiddish, the new piece that we can add that is unique for us, is that this is exactly why we started this podcast, yes. right? Was to, to create this conversation between neighbors, yes. um, be it across the street or uh, neighboring communities, so that when one of our communities was in need, the other one had an understanding of how they could best reach out, help, and support. Um, and so, one, 
you know, doing what you and I have been doing these last few days of just talking, um, that's probably the greatest thing that, that you know, the, the wider faith-based Charleston community can do for the Jewish community right now is, is reach out, talk, learn, um, you know, come with a, with a, an open mind and, and hear what's going on with that, with that empathetic ear. This turns out to be the podcast you didn't know that you needed. Right. It really is, I think, so important right now. And I said this, I think, our first one. It's so important to have more of this talk than less of this talk. So the uh, word I would add to this, Rabbi, is uh, from uh, it's a Greek word, koinonia. And koinonia is one that my congregation knows very well. Um, we, um, it, it means sacred community. And uh, it's one of the the five pillars, ministerial pillars that we build our ministry at St. Matthew's around. And it's not just socializing and having fun, though that's part of it. It really is different. It's different because we're, we gather in, um, in the name, in, in our case, it would be in the name of Jesus, but in, but it's also larger because that doesn't mean that we don't gather as two congregations as well. Because when our congregations have gathered before, it's been in the name of God of Abraham. Yeah. And we we have to find those ways that more because because obviously there's gonna be differences, but there we can find ways that we're similar. I think that's what we need to do in this moment as well. Find places we're similar where we can gather around in this sacred community. That's important. Yeah, it is. It's it is it's everything, right? Because the the Jewish communities of the world right now are feeling alone, right? They're feeling vulnerable. We are feeling alone. We're feeling vulnerable. Um, you know, we we worry that that you know having the president of America get up and say we stand with Israel, um, that it makes us more vulnerable. Mm. And so hearing from not just our Jewish neighbors and our Jewish, you know, other Jewish communities that we're all together in this, but but hearing that we have a sacred community yes. of allies and friends who are in the non-Jewish world, yes. right? There's nothing more valuable to us as American Jews um, than that. On Tuesday mornings, we have uh, a Bible study. I lead a Bible study at St. Matthew's. And we, this morning, I we, we started by talking... Um, about the situation in Israel, and I shared that that what you said about we don't want to feel like we're alone in this, and um, and also I'll add too for our listeners on Sunday morning in our prayers of intercession, um, we prayed for um, oh, it, those in, the victims of this uh, of this situation. I mean you. that's you know that's um, it, so that's part of this greater sacred community. I think. Um, yeah, and um, and I think you know you said you said the the call to action, mm. right? That this podcast, this episode rather, um, that hopefully there's a call to action in it, and and I would say that in part it's it's that right is is help make the sacred community that we all live in, uh, the koinonia, mm -hmm. um, help make it more than just that we have a lot of listeners of of this podcast and we're united in that, but you know, go out and post on your socials if you have facebook or whatever else you know that that you um you know stand with israel that you cry with your with your jewish uh, brethren right and uh, 
go out and speak to it, right? If you know you have a Jewish neighbor, right, or someone in your neighborhood, right, find them out. Say that you just, you know, that, that you're thinking of them um, or praying for them. Um, we actually had um, a uh, mother and a daughter uh, come in a little bit earlier to our to our synagogue from Goose Creek, mm. um, and they were just in tears about what was happening. Uh, not Jewish, right? The mother daughter not Jewish. They made cupcakes, and on the cover of the 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 tin that they brought, it just said, "You know, we stand with Israel. We support wow. Israel." Like, you know, knowing that there's two people out in Goose Creek. Who uh, you know are are thinking of us and uh, and willing to come from Goose Creek to to you know our synagogue just to give us cupcakes like it's it's a beautiful statement of of interfaith relationships of of knowing that we aren't alone. Now I need to preface or, or go back and say uh, please don't everyone in St Matthew's bring us <laughs> cupcakes. Uh, you know. Uh, it would be a wonderful, lovely gesture, but it's going to be too many cupcakes if you're going to have such a thing. Um, but there's certainly other ways that we can that we can find to to support each other and and to the Jewish listeners that we have. Right, that call to action is um, make sure you have those conversations with your neighbors when they come to you. Right, don't just say you know. Uh, just don't make it a quick conversation and sort of be like, you know, it doesn't matter. These conversations do matter, right? When you post on your socials, post in a way that everyone can understand. That's not just those of us on the inside of the situation can understand, but that everyone can can understand and and help make it uh, help make that community right sacred and and why people sh- know that they need to uh, stand with. The Jewish community, but also stand with Israel in this in this moment. Having said that, might you offer as we end a prayer for Israel? Uh, absolutely, but only if you'll offer a prayer afterwards uh, for the for the rest of us. I'll be glad to. Uh, and so I'll I'll use the English version of a, of the prayer for the state of Israel that we recite every week in in synagogue. Uh, it's a Avinu Shabashamayim, Rock and Redeemer of the people of Israel. Bless the state of Israel with its promise of redemption. Shield it with your love. Spread over it the shelter of your peace. Guide its leaders and advisors with your light and your truth. Help them with your good counsel. Strengthen the hands of those who defend our holy land. Deliver them. Crown their efforts with triumph. Bless the land with peace and its inhabitants with lasting joy. And let us say, Amen. O oh God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, I can, we'll continue this conversation, whether it's next week on the podcast or we're back to our regularly scheduled program uh, but certainly in the in the long uh, days, weeks, and months to come, as Israel continues to root out this evil, uh, hopefully as we're able to root it out from America as well, uh, because it needs to be rooted out from uh, both places. Um, uh, and we'll continue to pray for the uh, safety and security of of those innocent uh, Israelis uh, and and soldiers. Amen. Amen. 
What is our send-off, Rabbi? Uh, we'll end with that verse, with the verse from uh, Proverbs that we used last week from chapter 27, verse 10. Tov shachen karov me'ach rachok. Better a neighbor nearby than a friend far away. See you around the neighborhood. See you around the neighborhood.